so my answer is twofold. Um, one, I think it's the responsibility of a product leader to educate, right? You assume the position of educating the organization, educating your cross-functional stakeholders, the C-suite and everybody in between about who you are role-wise, what you do functional-wise and how you deliver value-wise. Um, and then pair that with, I think what Dominic said, um, small wins. So yeah. make it um, digestible for a CEO or whomever else in the C-suite to give you the runway to have these, you know, small incremental gains. And once you get that traction, you're, you're off, right? Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders conversation. You know, Steve, this was not in our plans to talk about this week, obviously, because it just happened yesterday. But big news all over social media is when it comes to product management realm. One of the big dot coms. Do we still call them dot coms? Maybe they're not dot coms anymore because they're apps. Uh, that shows how old I am. One of the big app companies, Airbnb, is getting rid of product management as they were doing it. They're going to let engineering and design take over the product management stuff and refocus it more like Apple, they said, as a more product marketing manager. I, this week's topic was advice to the product, to the CEO on product management. And it seems like it's like a perfect topic for that, right? To me, it it to me, it seems like they're taking that technical, tactical role of product management and leaving it to design and engineering. We're letting that strategic role, the role we talk about, the role we're going to talk about today, be called product marketing. I, wh where's your head on this? Well, you know, I have been seeing this in a number of places over the last few years. I remember I went to a conference two or three years ago. And this guy got up and was talking about the importance of the role of product marketing, you know, understanding the market requirements, determining what competitors were, uh, were going to face and, you know, ticking off a bunch of things that I consider to be strategy. And the person sitting next to me said, are you hearing this? They're redefining product marketing as what we used to call product management. But as we've talked about on this show before, it's like so in so many consumer companies, at least, have relegated product manager to Jira monkey. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not actually opposed to that decision. I don't care what title we have, but somebody needs to be making the strategic decisions about the markets to serve, the products to build and the competitors to go after. Yeah, uh, completely. And actually, I was talking to longtime uh, participant, hasn't been on a long time, I'm trying to get him back on, Robert Goldberg. And he said, I think product management as a tactic, you know, is, go is going the way of the wind, right? Uh, when it comes to the tactical role, it, it, they've, they don't have the ability to do strategic. So 
you know, we already had picked this topic. Hell, we'd already been doing it before the Airbnb announcement. I'd already picked it and scheduled it before I talked to Mr. Goldberg. But what a great conversation this week, an advice to the CEO on product management. Now, on Monday, I put this question in the community. What would your advice to a CEO be on getting the most value from product management? Eva, you came out strong. Allow all members of P&E to be their true selves. If they see an issue with the process or product, create a safe space for them to be transparent. It seems like you feel like there's a lot of baggage, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of, you know, product management can't speak their minds. Talk to me more about where your head is. Well, I feel like sometimes the the product managers that may be, you know, the shiny senior principal product managers that are kind of top of the food chain, kind of get the space to speak and feel supported. Whereas maybe someone who isn't a senior or principal level and maybe is a newer PM is a bit afraid to speak up. So I just think in that regard, it's good to make sure everybody can voice their opinions, talk about process improvements, talk about what you know, the competitors are doing and how we can be strategic and stand apart. But I think everybody needs to bring their opinion because not everybody's going to have the same background. So just let people from all levels talk and talk freely. Wait, you want product managers to be free to have do critical thinking and think strategically and actually speak their mind and speak truth to power? Yeah. Sounds like crazy talk to me. Oh my gosh, you know, uh, but how sad is it that we have to even point that out, Eva? Sad, but I think, you know, I'm, I've only been in the game a little, like, I mean, I've been with my company a year next week. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, uh, I'm not going to go right up to the CPO and, and tell him what I'm thinking. I, I feel like that's not my, I just, I don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable doing that right now. So maybe in the future. We know that that reminds me of an anecdote. I I went to uh, a dinner with uh, the president of of a a company I worked for. uh, And halfway through the dinner, he said, so how should I run the company? And I'm like, seriously? I'm sorry, what is happening here? And he's like, oh, well, this is what happens when I go out with salespeople. You know, by the time they've got a couple of drinks in them, they're like, let me tell you what you need to do to run the company right. You know, you big dumb fool. And so he's like, hey, you know, you're you're a, a former sales guy. I'm sure you've got an opinion. And, and we ended up having a, a really interesting conversation uh, from the point of view that I had as a product management leader rather than as a, 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 a sales rep. But it was interesting that he was open to having the conversation for real. Uh, one other similar anecdote, I have another president friend of mine who uh, takes couples out to dinner. And I uh, basically asked the spouse, what won't he tell me or what won't she tell me? <laughs> Which I think is hysterical. Uh, that is an interesting, uh, assuming that your your open communication, you, that, that at home you have better communication than you do at work. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, how often do you come home and you're like, oh, let me tell you what happened today, and you spew all this nonsense, right? And 
so my my president friend says, you know, sometimes I learn more about what's working and not working in my company by talking to spouses. I, and and I, I am glad my president uh, 20 years ago never did that because I would come home from work and my direct boss was uh, Hispanic. Uh, the president of the division was French and my accents are so bad. My wife was always like, well, which one was that? <laughs> but actually the president has become a great friend and mentor who, you know, I, I, uh, I, I love working for and learned a lot from. So, uh, Paul Hatala, actually, I wanted to bring his out. Unfortunately, he's not here. He said, I would first convey that product is a craft. Everything else builds from that foundation. Most organizations would not shoot from the hip when it comes to decisions about quality or HR, yet they behave as if product is voodoo. Uh, only once that paradigm is safely assured, I would move on to clarity and vision, responsibilities and resources. While I've become comfortable with the dysfunction of pushing strategy up the organization, it's just incredibly inefficient. Next, I would advise to have just enough process framework to make the next decision, starting with fundamentals. Don't waste time on things that are not moving you towards business value. He says he's never met a CEO who got that far. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think a lot of us are fighting this battle. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to put this uh, topic out there was to make sure that we could see what other people think. How do you, other people communicate? What do they think? Danielle... Maravellas, so good to have you on the call joining us. Uh, I loved your answer. Uh, coming right out of the gate with a strong one. Start with clarity, lead with communication, and hire people who are smarter than you. You talk me through, you've got a list of three things uh, that you, you went through a little more in depth on those. Yeah, so I kind of broke it down to the fundamentals, or at least what my opinion is on the fundamentals um, that are necessary to be able to get you know, CEOs on board and be able to see the value of product management. Um, I think where it falls short often is when we don't funnel or don't have a really clear sense of the business goals and strategy, and we can't funnel that back down into product. Um, if that disconnect there is there, uh, that makes it extremely difficult. So having a CEO be really, really clear on, and they don't have to know how it ladders back down to product. They just need to know how they want to move the needle for the business or that organization. Um, so being super clear about that is really important. Um, next in line is the communication piece. I feel like that gets missed a lot as well. It's, there's a lot of um, ambiguous communication or lack of communication and people often assume that because they said it one time um, that people are going to latch onto it and so I think that having that constant communication there and you know developing a communication strategy and making sure you're um, you know revisiting topics early on and often is highly important to make sure that your PMO can deliver the most value back to the business. Um, it comes back to making sure that people are in sync and aligned. And it's it's probably one of the most basic things you could do, right? It's a really low-tech solution. Just have the conversation and have it again and again and again. Um, but I think people overlook that a lot. Um, I've had the opportunity to work in a couple organizations where I had really strong leadership, where they were really amazing about saying, like, here are our goals and objectives as a business. Um, right, 
ask all the questions that you have, we're gonna revisit it again. And then what I want you to do PMO, right? Take it and tell me how does this translate to product? Um, in those organizations, we did really amazing work. There were a lot less uh, bumps in the road to get there. There was a lot less confusion. We were able to execute a lot more quickly. Uh, on the flip side though, I've also worked at organizations where there really wasn't a very strong or clear business level strategy. And so without having that there, it makes it really difficult to bring it back to product. Um, in those cases, the best we can do is make an assumption and say, this is what we assume the strategy to be for the business and organization. And this is what we assume um, we should be doing in terms of product to achieve some of those goals. Uh, you know, you only have so much data to go off of. And at the, at the end of the day, you can only be told, no, that's not the right course and get corrected or people will let you run with it. Um, and then the last part of that, uh, I think this goes back to either, this is something that you had mentioned where, you know, you're not feeling uh, like you may have the platform or space to speak up as a product leader. Um, and I think that that is, a, an environment that is unfortunately enabled by having or lack of strong leadership in the product space. Um, your product leaders or your superiors should be creating a platform for you. They should have, uh, right, they're going up to bat for you. So they're clearing the way, they're giving you space, and they're supporting you and backing you up. Uh, when you need it the most. And that's how you can help, you know, lift your voice up within the organization. And um, that's a way that they can make it more equitable for different levels of product leadership within the organization to have and bring their opinions to the table. Um, but again, this goes back to having, you know, from a CEO's perspective, hire people that are smarter than you. We don't want the CEO necessarily to be a product person. We want the CEO to handle the day-to-day -day of how to run the business and rely on and engage with other people across the business who can get really specialized and tailored in their domain, um, product being one of them. So make sure you've got smarter people in those positions and they should be able to uplift the rest of the teams to excel and, and move the organization along um, in terms of product development. Yeah. That was a little long-winded. Sorry. Uh, you know, I'm a little, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate about product and could go on for hours, um, but I will reserve some more talking space for others. Well, uh, so some great points. I was actually just done with a client this morning who was doing a big strategy presentation. And I, I'm like, let's start with, you can't answer these four basic questions about the corporate strategy and what you recommend is different depending on how they answer them. Why don't we make some assumptions of what that is? And too often product is left to make assumed strategies uh, that they have to validate. But great, you know, great uh, entry uh, into the topic of the week in the conversations, Danielle, thank you so much. Uh, May, you let your roommate answer this week? I, I did. So uh, for context, my roommate <laughs> is not a product manager. And in fact, when after I left my previous job and the, the, he, he took a day off and he was ready to be at home without me talking about products. And I had three calls that day with people who wanted to talk about product. He said, I thought I was free. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I read the question out loud and he said, mimicking my voice, 
you have to start with culture. And he's right. Like, it's like, think about what the role of the CEO is, right? The CEO's job is to create an organization that can get the get to the goals of the business, right? And that's usually to make money, but it's usually to make money in a certain direction. Because, um, like, if you are a company that sells washing machines, you have no business, um, no selling cookies. <laughs> so, so you want to make sure your entire organization is aligned, right? And so, you as a CEO, you are a part of the team that makes decisions about how your organization is structured and what that structure is supposed to do. Um, and so do you have the right people doing the right things and is it comprehensive enough to get to where you want to be um and earlier i think this week or last week john cutler posted unless if you're in a very new startup it starts with long-term strategy informing organizational design get that right or more right than wrong and lots of things including goals gets easier um, yeah. and i think that is what that is what we need the CEOs to understand. It's like you don't own the products. The product's there to help you achieve your goals. You have to set the goals, but also make sure you're building the right company to achieve those goals. Because, you know, as product leaders, we have no influence over who the sales leader is, who the engineering leader is. We have a bit of influence over that one. But as a whole, it's about it's about the larger company. Like, are we structured to do the thing we need to do? Do we have the right people in the right places? And it's not even just at the top, it's all the way down. Like, are we, do we have, do our people understand what we're trying to do? Yeah. I mean, so some repeating things. I mean, I'll, you know, I think Eva started with it, but I mean, partly we have to set a strategy. We have to communicate the strategy. We have to empower people to do their jobs and listen to them. Uh, and, and that, I think if you do that, you have the right culture. Uh, now we just need to get John Cutler on here. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday. So, oh God, I would love that. Uh, Marco, frankly, learn to trust your employees and give them a reason to trust you. I mean, it goes back to culture, doesn't it? It does indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm also with Eva on that one. The, the one thing that you need in an organization like that is psych psychological safety. Um, there's a very insightful book I'm reading right now called The Fearless Organization by Amy Edmondson. And it talks exactly about this and also what can happen if you do not have trust in your organization. I mean, look at Volkswagen Dieselgate, right? Look at Pandora, look at Wells Fargo. It's all the time when the, the organization was just too afraid to speak up because of repercussions or just the assumption that the CEO had all the answers, right? He must know what he's doing, right? So let's 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 follow. It's the blind leading the blind sometimes. So CEOs need to be vulnerable enough to admit that they don't have all the answers and bring in people that can help find them. And yeah. so this is really where culture comes in. This is where empowerment comes in, of course. Um, but at the same time, too, you you can't fight on all fronts. As a CEO, it doesn't make sense to get down to the nitty gritty in most cases and be so detail oriented that you understand every single feature, nook and cranny of whatever product you may be uh, selling with the, with the organization. 
so just give context. Let people understand why you're doing what you're doing. You know, how does it fit into the bigger picture? Um, I see this very often, actually, in organizations. Pretty much all organizations I've been in in my, in my past. There's always this, this lack of direction. Remember the, my idea about that fish, right? And the fish yeah. against the head and the tail has to do 10 times as much work. That's really the case all the times. The this ambiguity of not really knowing if we're doing the right thing. So let's try this, you know, shiny object I see in the chat right now. That's basically <laughs> it. And then the organization is not questioning it. They're just following. And what happens, you know, is exactly what happened in some of these organizations I've mentioned earlier. Yeah, com completely and totally, Marco. And actually, I've met Amy Edmondson <clears throat> and actually have a picture somewhere of me with Amy. Uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, researcher, thought leader. Uh, one one last quote, I can't remember which CEO it was, um, who said, the worst thing that can happen to a CEO is that people don't tell you the truth. The emperor's new clothes, right? Uh, you start telling them what, they, what you think they want to hear. Uh, and we, you use the word psychological safety. Eva posted it in their chat. And Eva actually remember, you, you actually brought it up a couple of weeks ago on, on our call. Uh, when you posted something in the Slack channel. And we're actually, I, I think we're going to do a topic of the week on how do you create a psychologically safe environment. Uh, Nils Davis has been on this call many times and he had a great uh, post on it, did a podcast on it. So I'm thinking of trying to get Adam Thomas because we talked about it with Adam when we did his uh, survival metrics, get Adam and Nils lined up. And then we'll, when I know I've got them some week, will you make that the topic? I think it could be an amazing conversation about how do you make it? Right? How do you enable it as a product leader uh, to do that type of stuff? Uh, Dominic, uh, you had a few nuggets of advice for success for getting the most. Uh, make sure they're on board to start with, right? So talk me through your what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't repeat you know, all the great nuggets that we just had already, but um, I mean, in a nutshell, uh, to me, one, one thing that is absolutely critical is uh, for the CEO to have his staff on board with or her staff. his or her staff on board, correct? Um, make sure that they all understand the value that product management brings to the organization. Because this it's one thing to have you know product management um, you know run their you know product lines and whatnot. But if at the really high level, executive level, there's not not this alignment. It's very very difficult uh, to um, give this value, right? So it's all about alignment, and I, I've seen that a, a few times, specifically in metrics organizations where um, you have uh, businesses run in a region uh, with PLs with their own priorities, and you have you know product management. Uh, trying to um, deliver value based on customer insights and whatnot. And if that's not aligned at the top, it's very difficult to uh, deliver the value. No, completely and totally. I mean, I think maybe that's the, the, the magic wand, right? If we could get the entire leadership team to understand the value of product management, maybe sometimes though, I think that product leaders themselves need to understand the value of product management and what it can do if we're going to get them to do that there. Uh, Calvin, you've been sitting by very patiently, uh, and as, as so many 
so much wisdom has been coming out. What, you know, what resonates with you? What, what do you want to add? You know, I was, I was going to um, say some of what Dominic, Dominic had said. Um, I'm kind of paying back on that, but in, in a more, I guess, brief way, which is um, the CEO should understand what product management is and what product management isn't. I mean, I think that really starts at the top. And once, I mean, once that's, once that's clear, you know, there's that opportunity to, you know, kind of what uh, May and Danielle said, you know, making sure that you have the smart people that are in their leading product management doing that job. And from there, it just kind of, you know, trickles downward. Because I think, you know, we had kind of a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago, where the, the consensus is that many of us have been in companies where the person that we report to as a product leader doesn't have the product management experience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when that, when that happens, I mean, that's, a, you know, that's part of the responsibility of the CEO to, to emphasize the value of what product management is, what it isn't, and making sure that there's a leader in place that uh, emphasizes that, that importance of product management. No, completely. And I can imagine that there's a place where this is me going back to that conversation a few weeks ago. The one place I could see a non-product manager leading product management working is somebody who was a stakeholder leader and saw the value of good product management. So almost as a buyer becoming a product manager, you've got a head of engineering who realized that good product management was what made their team that much better. I could see something like that maybe stepping in. But the point is too many people, even product lead, management leaders themselves don't understand uh, the strategic value of it and what, what can be done with it. Uh, Dutch, uh, any thoughts from your side? I know you're mobile, so. Yeah. Uh, you can hear me. Okay. Yes. Perfect. That's great. Um, yeah. So I was actually just consulting with a, a colleague of mine that had decided to do a startup, uh, with some generative AI stuff. And he, he had a, had one developer and he was like, I need, I need other help to consult and like figure out how to get this startup off the ground and everything. And so I was, I was talking about his vision and what the product needed to do and such. And he already had the developer connecting, um, you know, a service to a payment system. And I'm like, why are you about making money on this if you don't even know if anybody's going to pay for it. That's the last thing you need to be doing is connecting it to, to, to Stripe or PayPal or something. And so we started going through some things and I did a little bit of research in the market and I was like, you know, this is going to sound like I'm going to burst your bubble, but there's a silver lining around this. And I said, I just did a quick search really. And there's already a dozen companies out there that are doing your thing. But you are you have a vision of how this needs to function and none of the other competitors are have that angle they're just doing generative ai to do it and so if we can focus around that nugget that's going to be the heart and soul of the entire product and so we started going through other things that i was telling and look you know you're going to need people that are going to be uh, able to advise you on marketing and sales and customer success and, and all these other things. I've got your product side here, as we, we've already discussed. And he's like, yeah, Dutch, I, I think you'd be great to, to lead this along, but that's a lot. I'm, 
I'm just going to pull the plug on this. And he backed out of being a CEO. And even though he'd started a website and all this other stuff and started paying money for different services, he's like, this is more than I thought it was going to be. And, uh, you know, we, we still had some conversations about whether that was the right choice. Maybe he needed to be like on the board of advisors of his own thing and have someone else be the CEO. He, he understood the value of product. And then everything else we were discussing made sense too. But he just knew that he wasn't the right person to try to get this off the ground. And it was, it was a little disappointing, but at least he understood. So that that way, the next time maybe he wants to do it or be involved in a startup, he, he at least understands the value of product, what the prioritization of, of features and, you know, putting things in the right order is all about. I mean, that's an interesting, what really hit me there, often a startup, a founder needs to be, do, pro, do product management, right? They're the ones who need to understand the problem and solve it. And once you explain to him that and he realized it, it's like, oh, frick, I don't want to do product management. That's hard. Well, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but he, did, he didn't want to do that or be the CEO either. He, he knew he could have someone do product like, like myself or, or maybe someone from this community or something. But yeah, so he, he got it. And fortunately, it was very quickly. It was only a couple of weeks we were, we were collaborating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's key, right? We, we've come across a lot of things. And one thing there is like, you have to have a vision, you have to have a strategy, right? You need to understand the problems you're solving and who you're solving it for. You know, one thing that was left off and, that I haven't seen here. Go ahead, Dutch. And, and also, how, why yours matters in comparison to the competition or others that are doing something similar. What, set, what sets your product apart from everyone else that's doing the same exact thing? That's exactly yeah. where I was going. I, I was doing a, I was uh, a judge for a panel for in the lab uh, product management. Uh, Emily Patterson's been on this call when we did our diversity call. She leads in the lab, amazing program to try to get underrepresented uh, people into the product management uh, community. And I, the, 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 this team was doing an amazing presentation and I just wrote three things down. I said, what's your differentiation? you know, what's your target segment or persona and, you know, what's the problem you're solving? What's the value for solving that for them? And I think that those three things would be, you know, that should be at a minimum what the senior leadership has to be agreeing on and the CEO has to be doing it. Any last thoughts before we move on to the poll, Steve? Well, I was just, uh, I, I always bump on the, uh, in a good way on the word alignment. Uh, it, it has been my experience that Every VP is running an independent company um, with no cohesive strategy. And I, I was talking to a president not too long ago, um, and he had called me to work with his product management team. And he said, I've, I've been here a short while, and I've just figured out what the problem is. And that is product management doesn't own the roadmap, sales does. And what has happened is they acquired a number of competitive products with the intent of having moving all of those customers onto the flagship product, but the sales team didn't like the flagship product and they continued selling the other products. Um, and you know that's just clear, just a, a clear example of a lack of alignment, even among the leadership. You know, the VP of sales should have said, I'm sorry, you know, we no longer offer that product. Uh, but the VP of sales is being paid on money from any source. It should be being paid on money only from the flagship. 
Yeah. Right? But that? anyway, uh, alignment is a big deal. And I, I think that that uh, our my message to the CEO is the product managers are are helping you make sure that your strategy is aligned across the company. Yeah, to to sort of bring back Marco's fish, and this was we, we talked. He talked about the fish a few weeks ago, where the head of the fish, it's easy to turn. The leadership can make decisions to change. The back of the fish, the tail, it takes ten times more effort to make a change. I've often heard of that strategy and that vision, that leadership as the tip of the spear. We're the tip of the spear. The reality is, if unless you align all the weight of the wood behind the tip of the spear, it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. And so I, I, I completely and totally agree that alignment is so key uh, that we need to do this. And I, I, again, a word we use a lot uh, when we're doing stuff. So let's move to the poll. Uh, One more on little the rant at before the poll. As always. The other thing is, oh, hang on. I'll even do a, I'll do my rant button. Um, the other thing is executives should be working on the business, not in the business. They should be turning, you know, much of what they often are doing should be done by product managers or apparently product marketing managers. To your point, doesn't matter the title as long as somebody's doing that. Right. All right. Now to the poll <laughs> on Wednesday, I put in the community this poll. What is the main reason why CEOs don't understand the value of product management? They don't have product management experience. They are too short term focused. The lack of strategy impacts the value of product management can, can deliver. Uh, product management leaders have not properly communicated the value or other it depends. Jason Weber came in with other it depends. Uh, basically saying there's not even a lot of organizations have done well enough without proper product management. And so partly goes into that maybe they don't understand it. Uh, but if people have succeeded without proper product management, they don't know that they need it. It maybe just was one of the things that happened. Uh, John Krog had voted they are too short-term focused. That was 10% of stuff. Uh, but otherwise, we got a, a backlog. Everybody else is split evenly in the poll on the lack, the lack of strategy that impacts uh, that impacts the value of product management, and product management leaders have not properly communicated the value. So I'm going to go to three of the people on the call who were in the second one. The product management leaders have not properly communicated the value. Uh, Eve, I'm going to start with you, but Dominic and Calvin, I want to give you a chance to, to, to chime in as well. Then we'll go to the those people on the call who have voted for the lack of strategy. Uh, so Eva, talk to me about uh, product leaders not properly communicating. Yeah, I was really torn on that option and the strategy option. But I think at the end of the day, as a leader, you should be able to say, what is valuable to our company? What is valuable to the future of our company? Why are we doing what we're doing? Like, why is this valuable to our customers, our clients, our stakeholders? And I had put in the chat, there's so many companies right now that are jumping on the AI bandwagon that should not be jumping on the AI bandwagon um, because it has nothing to do with their product. Again, show me why AI is valuable for our product if we aren't a technology company or one that, you know, associates with, uh, you know, that type of technology. So anyway, I just think at the end of the day, cut and dry, tell me why this is valuable. Tell me why we're doing this and uh, I can do a better job. So the product management leader expressing the value of product management that we help people make those decisions and make it focused on the product and managing the product. Awesome. 
Uh, Dominic. Here. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take full responsibility to uh, help uh, communicate, you know, the, the, what, you know, product management uh, has for a value. I, I think that the, the product management role, as I was saying in, in, in the chat, is still kind of new and, and many times confusing and involves with, you know, product owners and whatnot. Uh, Agile is in, in the mix as well. So, you know, put your feet in a CEO place, right? He's easily confused with what's happening and maybe not be familiar with all the roles and responsibilities. But I, I think what's, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, is often seen as a, you know, potentially a support function like other uh, type function in, in a company and um, doesn't, uh, 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 it, sorry, it all goes back to us providing uh, clarity on what value we bring as, as as product managers, and you know why it's so difficult. It's because it's very difficult to measure, and um, I, I think um, yeah, we we need to find ways of um, helping uh, CEOs understand how we we bring value at the end of the day. Yeah, and and, and too often. It's like something gets de delivered successfully and development's the one who has metrics to that. Uh, sales sells stuff, marketing creates leads and measuring the value of product management is something that's tough to do. Calvin, any thoughts to add on uh, the product management leaders have not properly communicated the value? Yes, yes I do. So in other disciplines, the we, there's more of a common understanding of what those are. You know, if you, we know what, we have a sense of what finance is or what HR is or what accounting is. You know, product management is much more um, interdisciplinary. And so even, even amongst us or among other companies that we worked at, or at least I've, I'll speak for myself, I've worked at, you know, the role of product management in each of those organizations is very, you know, very different and really varies by company to company that I've worked for. So it really... I think that it really becomes incumbent upon those leaders to be able to communicate that value, um, you know, not only upward, but uh, across the organization. No, completely. I, I, Steve, it reminds me of the conversations we've been having on our hierarchy of needs pyramid. And it really is, and it's not just product management specific, there's really the base level is intradisciplinary. Can we define something, what we do within our discipline? What's the commonalities, common language? and what those roles are within our, whether it's product management sales or something else, then it's interdisciplinary, where how do we work with others? And then it's strategic alignment, which is about how are we all aligned around the same thing? Uh, 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 very well put, Calvin. Uh, thank you. Uh, May, uh, Danielle, and Marco, are, uh, you guys all came on board with a lack of strategy where I was as well. Danielle, I'm going to give you a chance to, to be the first one to sort of, you know, explain your vote. Uh, and then we'll get to May and then Marco. Yeah, so I chose this particular answer because I think, you know, strategy is our guiding, our guiding North Star. Um, strategy tells us what, you know, the greater vision is, what we're looking to achieve. And if we don't have that strategy, you know, from the top down, makes it really hard to be very intentional and deliberate about what we're delivering with product management and more importantly, how we're delivering 
with product management. Um, if you don't have a clear set of directives or, or objectives, um, how do you know that you're going in the right direction? Um, how do you know that you're focusing on the, the right things that are gonna move the right needle? Um, and so, you know, I think it, it is highly critical. And so if organizations don't have strategy, I would encourage them to be open to having those conversations and getting clear and iterating on it, right? You don't have to have a very um, in-depth strategy right away to start moving in the right direction. But I, I, I just see that a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders are just not open to it. They don't even see the value of importance around strategy. And so that relationship between strategy and product management value gets fuzzy as well. I would, uh, and I'm maybe stepping on May or Marco's point, but I think that it's product management is probably impacted more than any other function by lack of strategy. Uh, sales is still going to sell. Uh, development is still going to develop. You know, other people are still going to do stuff, but product management is about that strategic alignment and empowering it. It's I, sometimes I feel like it, we, it's harder for us. May. So you can define what product management is, but like anytime we go about defining product management, it does have like this flavor of idealism to it as well. And yeah. I think we've all been in a situation where, you know, either us as product leaders or the product leaders that we're working for is struggling to align what makes sense with what is officially the corporate strategy um yeah. and i think it is just the the it's not really a lack of strategy it is it's a lack of the various strategies coming together and making sense together um yeah. it is like because you know we can define what we say it is but in the context of that organization the context of that market and the context of that org um that everything, the product today, it, it it's going to evolve over time. And that definition, the value of product management is going to evolve over time as the company scales, as the product matures, as you introduce new products in that portfolio. So I think in terms of like, it, a lot of the times, you know, you have a strategy that works for a little while and then it just kind of stops working. Um, so how, like, how can we continue to update the definition? It, it's really hard to update the definition because it's like, okay, this is my current understanding. So therefore it, this is the way it's always going to be. Um, it, it's, it's a really difficult thing to understand. Um, as everything changes around you, because like, it is a complex, complex system that we live in, like even just the product management bubble alone, let alone like every single other piece of the organization. Does the CEO have a bandwidth to understand the changes in product um, strategy? The changes in like how product management has to evolve with the company? It's, it's complicated. I, I think it's the main reason why it's like, that, that lack of alignment between the strategies and how it, it's really hard to evolve it together across all of the different silos. You could probably change that from the product management to every other function in the organization and, and have the same be true, right? I feel like how I, how I like kind of co-opt every single topic of the week. 
<laughs> you never co-opting if we're going down the strategy path, mate. You know, with me, while we'll always let strategy path this go. This is why you let me. Uh, Marco, I did. It is Marco. You also voted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a a Boeing salesperson once said, "If we had a customer that paid us enough to make forks, we'd be making forks." And that's why the salesperson, not the CEO, it's value, right? It provides revenue, but it's not a strategy. It's something. It's not something that grows. Not not something that can be applied that scales, right? That you can build an organization upon. And so, I mean, if you have, if you don't have a strategy, it's literally the blind leading the blind, right? You yeah. you you go in every other direction. You change directions again. You know, we're back on the fish. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're not actually reaching the goal, right? Where do you want to be? What is your mission? And what is the vision of where you like to be able to end up one, three, five, ten years from now? And yeah. that requires a strategy and not short-sighted um, return of investment, so to speak. No, I, I get it. And I know that's probably why John Krog voted for the short-term focus. Dutch and Steve, you guys are going to either break the tie or keep the tie. Dutch, where would you vote on this? Uh, I'm going to have to pass. I'm, I'm in uh, traffic. I need to focus on. But so no far, I wouldn't be a tiebreaker anyway. I'm agreeing with everybody. All right. Well, Steve, you get to officially then be the tiebreaker. I am not going to break the tie. Um, I think the issue uh, from my chair is... The reason CEOs don't understand the value of product management is they've never experienced product management. I think what they've experienced is uh, secretary to development and don't really okay. see product management as a strategic role. When uh, uh, everyone in, when a job is ill-defined, uh, and this is where the product leader should be starting. Let's define some roles here and be really crisp on it. But if the executive team has never seen good product management, then they don't value it. And there's your problem. I I I get it. Uh, so I guess we're going to have leave this one tied, and we it's we tied. The, all of the unless above. everyone wants to change their vote to agree with me. Now you're starting to sound like me, Steve. All right. We got, I don't think we can get to everybody on this, but Steve, you know, this aligns exactly with what you just said, right? What can a product leader do to help move the needle with their CEO? You know, I, I want to go first and then I'll let everybody else weigh in. But I, I got a call a couple of years ago that, that just really flummoxed me. The company had laid off the entire product management department. And a month later, HR called all of those product managers and said, uh, we just figured out what you all do. Would you come back? And of course, nobody was interested in going back to a company that had dismissed them all in that way. But I don't know what they do. All right. Well, hey, if I'm the product leader, if I'm the VP of product or the CPO, I think that's the first task is to get leadership to be clear on what product management can do and and what they should not be doing 
you know, reading aloud to share to salespeople from SharePoint is not really a important activity for product managers. No. Yet I they do. I completely agree. Eva. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind for me is that show comedians and cars drinking coffee. I think the, you know, CPO needs to do that with the, you know, the product leader needs to do that with the CEO, <laughs> go out for a coffee chat or maybe something stronger and just have that, have that open dialogue, that open conversation and uh, yeah, just hash it out. I, I get it. Uh, Dominic. I would go slow and um, help with small incremental wins to get on board. So show them the value of product management with little wins to build the, I, I like that. I mean, yeah. you know, instead of going fast and breaking things and losing your job. Yeah, uh, exactly. Calvin. Yes to what Steve said. No yes and, just yes. <laughs> All right, Marco. So I'm going to agree with Steve too, but I'm also going to tie it to the previous poll, and that is the product leader needs to show the CEO that they provide value by explaining what they do and how this helps the CEO with the strategy. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, Danielle. Um, so my answer is twofold. Um, one, I think it's the responsibility of a product leader to educate, right? You assume the position of educating the organization, educating your cross-functional stakeholders, the C-suite and everybody in between about who you are role-wise, what you do functional-wise and how you deliver value-wise. Um, and then pair that with, I think what Dominic said, um, small wins. So yep. make it um, digestible for a CEO or whomever else in the C-suite to give you the runway to have these, you know, small incremental gains. And once you get that traction, you're, you're off, right? Yeah. I, and actually, Steve, I think if you remember uh, our friend, Frank Tate, that was how he succeeded uh, with it. Uh, the story he told back in the nineties was let's find a small team, put them on the side, let them do it the right way uh, mm -hmm. and, then, and see the results. Uh, love that. May, before we move to our wrap up. Is there a, it depends, is, is there a strategy? If the answer is no, um, work with your peers to make that strategy because probably the CEO is not the person you want to work with, um, at least like not in the immediate tense. So if you have a good, product strategy, you can work with your other heads of whatever to um, come up with the cohesive thing that makes sense. And together you say, this is what we want to do. You can bring the CEO into it, depends on your relationship with that person. If, the, if there is a cohesive corporate strategy, um, make sure that alignment exists, make sure you communicate how the corporate strategy translates into the product strategy and draw that picture of how everything is aligned across the organization. Because it's like, it's not working with the CEO. The CEO has more stuff to do, right? It is yeah. working with your peers to make sure your product is successful across the whole product. No, I, 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 it's great. And, and as always, give me a nice decision tree format so we can make it an easy process to implement. There we go, May. 
Uh, this has been such a, a fun conversation. Uh, you know, let's go to where our takeaways were. Marco, what's your biggest learning or takeaway? Yeah, once again. A big sigh. Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, if it was that easy, right? Uh, uh, and it's not that easy to change the CEO either. Usually you're stuck with them. Um, so, well, first of all, I would say definitely strategy. Make sure there is a strategy. Um, make sure that the CEO uh, understands and can communicate the strategy. And if they can't, think about another organization. Yeah, yeah, true. Tom. Alignment. All about alignment. alignment. It's all about alignment. Uh, as Steve said, we can't go wrong with alignment. Calvin. You know, we talked a lot, and maybe it's maybe it's me, but it seems like we talked a lot more about strategy um, than we have in the past, which is which is good because that's kind of where you know where I'm where I'm sitting in my role. You know, the other thing that and Danielle just mentioned this a moment ago, so thank you, Danielle. Is small wins, um, and that's something that I you know in my job I need to be mindful of is just making sure I'm moving the ball down the field, just step-by-step step, as opposed to swinging for the fences. I love it. Dutch, are you able to help uh, give a comment? Yeah, takeaway take is that product management is not just working in the business of the product strategy, but it's also needing to be a patient coach to the CEO on what product strategy is all about and why it's different than the business strategy. That's my takeaway. I, I actually, you, you, you're, you're sort of teasing where you might see me go with this. Awesome. Danielle. Um, I think, I think the key takeaway for me is that it sounds like it's a wide, I mean, it's a widespread problem from my personal experience and just hearing the experience of others. Um, but I guess my key takeaway is what type of, you know, it's got me thinking about what type of, of framework we can use to approach these types of conversations with, um, you know, executive leadership. Um, there, there has to be some sort of like a formula, not technically, but right, something that we can follow to help express. Yeah, we, we, we're still trying to crack that code, aren't we? Eva. I think just uh, being able to be vulnerable and uh, valuing, um, this didn't really come up, but you know, I talk about it every week, valuing diversity in your in your mm -hmm. leadership teams. Hopefully not everybody is uh, looks alike, so. Yeah, love it. May. How do we do this better, right? Like it's, it's what Danielle said, like how do we systemically make sure people understand the value of product management? So they don't cut the entire product management organization. Um, how do we, how do we make sure our 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 strategies are aligned? Like, is that can we make that a part of the product management purview? It, it, should that be a part of the product management purview? Lots of questions, no yeah. answers. More Many questions answers. than we started with, maybe. My friend Steve. I think product management needs to be better at communicating product management's value. We get together and talk about it, 
You know, how come no one loves me as much as I love me? Uh, we need to start being better marketers of ourselves. And that's really a thing I put on the product leader yeah. to make sure. I mean, everybody's pretty clear that the salespeople uh, think they're the most important part of the company. Uh, and yet I think it's hard to sell stuff if you don't have a product. Uh, although yeah. many salespeople have successfully sold products that don't exist. <laughs> still, uh, I, I think being a better communicator about where we add value is um, something we should all strive for. Awesome. Uh, and, and honestly, I think mine's almost a summary of everything we just had in our takeaways. I had three bubbles, three circles. One is that strategy and strategic alignment. Uh, one is the culture things. And Eva, I'll, I'll pull into your diversity and how do we treat people and speaking truth to power and listening and communication. And the final one is we really need to understand what the value of product management is and be able to clearly communicate it. If we can get strategic alignment, if we can build the right culture, if we can understand and define the value and share it and evangelize it, all of a sudden, I think we get to that special place where, where we can go. What a great, oh my God, what a great conversation. Every week, I love these conversations. Uh, Marco, Dom, Calvin, Dutch, Danielle, wow, you came on strong. We have a lot of expectations for you moving forward. So we look forward to having you on future ones. Eva, May, my friend, Steve. What a great conversation we've had. Next week, we're going to continue this. I don't know if Dutch peeked into my presentation again. It always seems like his answer is preluded. So we've talked about it almost in a, we have product management. Now, next week, we're going to talk about what's our advice to a CEO who does not have a product management function, maybe a smaller company, maybe they haven't added product management yet. What would our advice be to a new CEO, a startup CEO, a smaller company CEO? Yes, Eva, run away. We can talk about that next week. And we do this every week. Monday, question goes in. Wednesday, we have a poll. And Fridays, these amazing conversations. Uh, everybody, thank you for a great conversation. Yes, May, I have more questions in my head now than I have answers. Yes, Danielle, we actually have to figure this out so we can put some stuff together for people. And I think, you know, there's no, no better group I'd rather do it with because every, every time we have these conversations, I learn, I grow, uh, I get smarter and better. Uh, and I, it's, that's all because of you guys. So everybody, thanks so much. Uh, we'll see you next week in the community. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.